Welcome, 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 episode number three. Welcome to Beyond the Surface. I am going to have another special guest with me. And uh, for those of you who know me, you probably see me all the time with this incredible woman woman who is going to be joining me today. Oh, let's just let's just land here. Let's just be here. Um, if you are tuning in live, if you are watching the replay, just like, just land, just land, be here. As always, I am like behind the camera, 15 minutes leaning in and I am just sitting here, cacao, jamming to some music and just landing here equally as well. So I am excited for this episode today. For so many reasons, I feel like this is something that is such a big part of this special guest's story, and it also just comes into our story as well. So I am excited. I am excited to bring on this incredible woman woman before I do Tina, Tina Adoracio, my other half in business as well. She is such an incredible human being. She's an energy healer. She's an intuitive guide. She does so many incredible things. She is someone who is so near and dear to my heart. She is the co-founder as well with me at the Studio Press, co-founder of The Soul Led. We are doing so many incredible things. We are the co-founders of and co-creators of Collective Voices, which I mentioned in last episode, but again, I'm going to bring it back because for those that are watching this and tuning into this, I know that inside of you there's a story that lives inside of you there's a story that you have to share there's a story that matters inside of you your story your story matters our stories matter and collective voices is a co-author experience a co-author writing experience and it's your space it's your space to publish and write your story to really create an impact and it's such a beautiful experience that Tina and I have created together. We are creating and bringing on boarding our authors for volume five. So again, if this is something that speaks to you and calls you, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to learn more about you, learn more about your story and have you. And with that, I am going to bring on the one and only. Adoricio, my other half, and we are diving into trusting the process today. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Mm, I'm really good. Just really enjoying listening to your intro. <laughs> I feel I'm like, yes, I feel like you're here. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. It feels good. I just like came down in this room and I like this is my healing room and I just sat here and just was taking some notes on things that I wanted to say. And I don't usually like prep like this, but yeah, I just felt like called to just, you know, just like, whew. Anchor in and land. Ground, yeah. Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. And the funny thing is like, I've got no plan, you know, uh, that's just how we roll. That's how we do. I've got no plan either, but we know that we are diving into trusting the process. So I'm we haven't even opened up like this before, but I'd love for you to even just share like your journey 
of trusting the process and like where that begins, where that unfolds, Mm. where it was like even beforehand before, like what did life look like before you had this like trust within yourself? Yeah. Like I was thinking about this and it's like, I don't want to go so far back because I have so many moments of the whole trusting the process, but where I will take everyone is to a time in my life when I did not want children. Mm. And deep within myself, I had to really trust that I was getting older. And that if I happened to change my mind, that I would really need to trust the process that mm-hmm. if that was if that path was meant for me, yeah. that I would number one, get pregnant, or if I didn't, that I would be okay with the decision I made of all those years of like, just closing the door on the actual possibility. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I, and I feel that a lot of individuals, at least people that I speak to, because Mm -hmm. for several years, um, I was a hairdresser behind the chair. And so, I mean, not only was I doing people's hair, but I was like, I was like a confidant. Like I would, they would tell me things and their deepest like yearnings or regrets or whatever it was like, they would really open up. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I had so many years behind the chair of really listening to people's raw stories. And one of the things that I like, I would hear time and time again is like, people would just not admit that they didn't want to be a mom or that they didn't want to be a mom right now. And they were, they might change their mind and that they were scared that maybe if they did, it might be too late or they would regret or they'd be like, you know, just all these, all these things. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember in my mind, I didn't always share with people, but I felt the same. Like I really deeply felt the same and I just never said it out loud. Yeah. Um, so that would be like where if I'm to think back of like trusting the process, that is like where I go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and then of course, like being pregnant and like being told you're going to have a 10 to 11 pound baby and having no effing clue how that was (laughs) going to be possible and then trusting the process in that. (laughs) But, um, you know, something that, and this actually came through this morning and I know you shared it on the page here is that. You know, I put so much emphasis on trusting the process, like it's out there, like the process is there, like outside of me, but it's actually um, trusting myself and trusting the decisions that I make in the moment because even my whole family, like they just, they just started to, maybe they went through a bit of grief that we were like, no, we're not having kids. Like we're not having kids. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of worked in our favor because it just like took the pressure off, you know, like we almost like Mm. set the path of like, stop asking us, like just lay off, you know? And so when we just kept saying the hard no's, it just let people like, people just stopped asking kind of thing. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it was really like trusting that me and JP were like trusting ourselves that we were making the correct decision for us in that moment. Yeah. And we really did. I think there is, I actually, I love so much what you shared and what came through because I even think, and you and I talk about this openly too, you know, I'm, I'm very open about, I'm not sure if that's all like the path that I want to take. And I just, again, I'm so grateful <laughs> to be able to have someone who gets it, who's, who's been there, who, who understands. And yet I still feel like at the end of the day, we have our own free will. Mm-hmm. And that's where trusting ourselves has to be at the forefront. Yes. You know, I feel like there are, sometimes we feel like outside of, uh, outside of us, there's like the plan. The plan is there. It's mm-hmm. in place. It's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. like in the quantum already. But we still have free will. We still get to decide day in and day out. And we still get to trust that wherever we end up, that the decisions that we make today, that's what we have, is the decisions that we make today and in this moment. Mm-hmm. I think something I struggled with was knowing that I had free will. Because yeah. if I think of like, I mean, when me and JP met, let me backtrack. I remember going and getting a, a psychic reading. Mm-hmm. And this girl, it was like, she was read my tea leaves and she's like, you know, you're going to meet a Capricorn in two weeks or two months. Anyways, I met JP. He was the Capricorn, yada, yada. Then he goes to the same psychic. This is when I was like pushing him away and I was really afraid and I wasn't trusting the process because I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. And so she told him and told me similar things about you're going to, you're going to become parents. And me and JP were like, no, we have free will. And we were like resistant. We're like, no, like somebody, someone outside of us told us that that's our path. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think so. We're not giving our, I'm not giving my power away to some woman who friggin' I sip tea and read like leaves in my <laughs> cup kind of thing. Right. But then it started to become scary that I had the free will. It started mm-hmm. to become scary that it was my responsibility to make the decision and that I would have to live with the decision. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. So it was like, it's this beautiful thing to have the free will. And then it's also like, Whoa, I actually can say no. Like I actually can get my tubes tied or JP can whatever. Like we can do those things to like really make it like solidified and a big NO. Right. Um, And then that became this journey of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to live a life of regret. Like, oh my gosh. Like it was like, I know it's, it was, it was, it felt so big, you know, like that was, it felt like that was like the biggest decision of life. Like, do we have a kid? Do we not? Like it just felt, and it felt impossible. It felt so impossible with my lifestyle before. Like I was very masculine driven. I was the breadwinner. I was just like working all the time. And in in reflection, it's not that I wanted to give all my time to this specific career hairdressing. It was that I had energy. Like I now knowing human design, I just had this energy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I might as well work. But then yeah. I created this like pattern of just always being on the go. 
mm -hmm. that I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to maintain this way of being with as a mom. Yeah. And, and I, that's yeah. the scary part. I think mm -hmm. the scary part of, and it's just interesting that it all comes literally back down to this one thing of just trust, trust that, mm -hmm. but you have to trust yourself. You have to trust that either way you'll be able to figure it out. You'll be okay. Mm. But it's such a scary decision to think actually both ends of it, especially something as big as, and I think we can look at it as something as big as, do you want to become a parent? Do you want to start the business? Do you want to do this? Like the big decisions that we feel, there's always this, well, what if, okay. And what if I don't decide and I say, okay, this is not going to be my life and I'm not going to choose to be a parent. And the other scary side of it too is, okay. And if I do decide and we have the child, okay. And then, and then there's the what if too. Mm-hmm there's going to be the what if on either way you go when you're in that fork in the road of holy mm -hmm. crap, I have to make this decision. Mm -hmm. There it's going to be scary either way. It's going to be overwhelming, scary. What the heck do I do? Can I do this? And mm -hmm. at the core of it, trust. And trusting is hard. You yeah. want to know why? Because we can't trust the future. We can't trust what's so far out. Yeah. We can only, tr we can only tap into trust in the moment and think mm. of it. If what's the hardest thing to do is to be present. Yeah. It's so hard to be present. It's so hard to be in the moment, you know, and we get these glimpses of like, I remember my yoga teacher saying, I believe everyone has um, tapped into being enlightened. Like, what the feeling is, is like you're in the present moment and you're there and you're holding it and you're there. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's enlightenment. Like she, she really believed that we've all experienced like a fraction of enlightenment because it's being able to just be in the moment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know, like I'm not enlightened or whatever, but yeah, like it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, that is, that's, that's why it's so challenging to trust because it's challenging to be present. So mm. it's like, if I'm really going to be really present with myself, do I want a baby or not? And I remember like JP and I were like, yeah, we do, you mm -hmm. know? And then it's like, then we've been on this journey with like being a parent to one child. And it's like, we've been living so in the future, like, well, how could we add on another? How, like, it's like, we've been living so out in the future. And then, you know, a week ago, we're like sitting there and it's like, okay, let's get really present. Do we want another child? And we both said yes. And like, we, I think we both secretly wanted it deep within, but we were just so like, we weren't living in the moment. We were just like trying to figure out, well, how would it, how is it gonna work? Like. Like, yeah, how is it going to work? Right. But it's like, but do we trust ourselves? Like, do we trust ourselves? Yes. So let's just fucking go for it. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, it's okay. You know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just been an interesting dance. Yeah. That is, I 
feel, I'm like, holy crap. Yes. It, yes to, it's about being present in, in the moment and not being so in the future because, and I remember feeling this a little while ago, there was this period where I felt this like tightness in my chest and I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. I've never really struggled with anxiety, but like there was this fear that I was like, am I developing anxiety? There is this tightness in my chest. My chest hurts. And it was a period of time where I was so focused on the future. I Mm. was so focused on the future. Mm. And there is a dance that we get to do where being in the future allows us to play it allows mm-hmm. us to dance and play in the quantum and it allows us to think about the possibilities. And I feel as though if we stay there too long, mm. the anxiety starts to happen yeah, and the questioning starts to happen. So even just that simple little thing of, okay, but let's come back to right now. And mm-hmm. I feel for us, especially knowing human design now, yeah. It's really allowed us to come back, feel a come back to our body and not allow our mind to mm-hmm. make these decisions for ourselves and not try and be so logical and actually come back to our body. But also this element of in this moment, mm-hmm. what is my body telling me that I really want? Yeah. What do I really want in this moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it's like, it becomes like, not even trust the process anymore. Now it's trust the now. Like, yeah, trust your moment. Like, what is it you want now? Right? And we practice this when we drive. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, trust the now. What is the now? It's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna turn here. You know, and then if you made it home, and you're alive, it's like, okay, I trusted, I trusted that whatever that was, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, trust, I don't know, I'm 20 minutes late. Okay, I got to trust the now, like trust, who knows, maybe if I left on time, I I don't know, like, I don't know, you just, we just don't know. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, trust the now. I'm curious too, if like, what has, aside from the, aside from the piece of coming back to the present, what's actually been for you to be able to build this trust with yourself? What's Mm -hmm. been that process for you? Yeah. So, Oh, it's been a really rough several months, um, of, uh, putting, giving so much of my power away to something outside of me of like trusting Mm -hmm. something out there, like trust the universe. You know, when I close, when I truly left the salon, you know, I, I ran a very successful, business. Um, and I just was trusting the now and the now Mm. last October was you're done. Like your body can't breathe in chemicals every hour on the hour like this anymore. Your back is taxed. Like you're done, you know, you're done in this way. Like the way this way wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Um, I still like doing hair, but you know, it's like, you're done with this way. And it was so scary, so scary. And it's been such a journey for the last several months 
but what it, what helped me was um, coming back to myself, which is feels very general, but more specifically, I I started to really pay attention to what my needs were. So one of the things that um, I really noticed that I had forgotten, it's kind of like this theme of remembering. So remembering mm. that I thrive around people. So I started to teach yoga, you know, at the greenhouse. And I just like, I would observe myself as soon as I get in front of the room, I would just like light up and like, I don't know, I would just notice like it would just light me up and bring out this whole other side to me that I'm like, who is this person? I kind of forgot about her, right? Because the thing is, is when you, when we're so used to the same thing, right? We almost forget parts of ourselves that are dormant. Mm. And so I really like, I guess, awaken that part of me that loved being in the presence of people in group settings. So there was this like remembering piece. And then I went to this woman's circle and again, in a group setting where I could hug people and like, connect with people. And anyways, we did this beautiful, powerful breath work session and it just cracked me open. And I just remember like crying and I remember sitting there and I thought, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I remember like who I am. And I'm such a, I think I carried so much guilt for closing the salon. And like, I felt like I had disappointed so many of my regulars that would come every four weeks, six weeks. It was like, I don't know. I just felt like I really let a lot of people down. And it was in that moment that I remembered that I'm such an amazing person. Like I have such a kind heart and my intentions are so pure. Mm. And just because I made a big decision that was to serve me doesn't mean I'm not serving other people or I'm a bad person. You know, it's like, and maybe it comes from my childhood of always, you know, be the good girl, you know, it's like this chasing the good girl thing, right? And it's like, fuck the good girl. Like, <laughs> I can be a rebel and also a fucking awesome person, you know, even if it means that it's going to disappoint people, like, I don't need to be liked by everybody kind of thing, or like, yeah. my choices don't need to be approved by everybody, right? So what brought me to trust myself was remembering myself, like remembering who I really am. And like, you know, maybe on the outside, it can come across. I'm like, I wear my hats and I'm bold and I'm like, whatever, like just, I can come across very bold and like out there and that I'm comfortable in my skin and confident, but I'm so tender inside. Like I'm this highly sensitive person. That's like, where's my heart on my sleeve. And I'm just like a ball of love too, you know? Mm -hmm. So connecting with her again has really helped me um, trust myself. Cause I just know that like, I'm, my heart is so pure, you know, like I hang out with Julian every day. I'm like, he's so pure. And I'm like, I'm pure like that too. Like, but even yeah. though I'm in this adult body that, you know, will wear like, you know, I might have like <laughs> loose skin on my tummy from having my son, but I'll wear belly tops. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just like, I can come across very like bold, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah. Yeah just the journey back to myself was just about remembering who I really am inside, mm -hmm. not how other people see me. Yeah. And there's a dance in that too. When that journey of remembering ourselves, sometimes that I, what matters is the support, 
not support, but what matters is almost the people that we look to that can help us see ourselves, mm-hmm. the parts that we may not be able to see. Yeah. And, but that's coming from this very like core group of people that you truly trust and mm-hmm. not just looking for everyone because everyone's going to have an opinion. But when you have your mm-hmm. core group of people, I always look to you to lean on and you remind me more of who I am and people just remind me more of who I am. But again, it's people who can see me, can truly see me with no filter and through a, a really a lens of like just pure purity, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, there is that beautiful piece that we can call on our community, our people to help us remember who we are. Mm-hmm. And there's this element of quieting everything and yeah. quieting all the noise from social media, from who you follow, from the people that you allow into your space, into your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and to really sit with silence as mm-hmm. simple as that is. And I know like that is something that you do on the daily of meditation and the energy work. And mm-hmm. there is this element of in order for us to truly come back and remember who we are, Mm-hmm. we've got to be with ourselves. Yeah. We can't run. We can't be in this distraction. We can't be doing all the things. It's actually when we slow down, mm-hmm. when we slow down and we allow ourselves to be alone, to be by ourselves, that mm-hmm. we start to remember more. Yeah. And that takes bravery because it's not even just about being brave to truly see ourselves, but it's being brave in not calling the person back when you said you were going to call them. And they, they're like my best friend today. I'll call you on my way to pick up Julian. I didn't call her. Why? Because I needed time with myself, you know, Mm -hmm. just in that moment, I had to trust in that moment. What do I need in this moment? I didn't want to be outward. I wanted to be inwards, you know, cause I knew the rest of my evening, I was going to be a little more outwards. And so it takes bravery to trust ourselves. It takes bravery to trust ourselves. It takes courage to trust ourselves because sometimes the choices we make won't be what others wanted for us or what, you know, it's, we're not meeting other people's needs mm-hmm. to be honest too. to be honest. Yeah. Because exactly in that moment as well, there is, and this is one thing that I, I admire so much about you and what you bring to our business relationship, our friendship is this honesty that you bring forward when you meet your own needs. Yeah. And it is not something that we're taught. We're actually, I feel almost in, it's almost engraved to us to people please almost. Right. Yeah. Um, And it takes so much courage to be honest about even the simple fact of, I really, I know we made plans this weekend, but I need to be alone. I need my own space. Yeah. That takes a lot of courage. Frig. And I'm still learning. I am still learning. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I, 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 I share this all the time with, with Phil. I'm like, we need one day on the weekend where we're not going out. Like we need just one day where it's just like you and I, we're just hanging out. And yeah. sometimes that doesn't happen. You know, sometimes there are just like whatever things happen and, 
And then I'm starting my week and I'm feeling that off. And I'm feeling like I did not honor that for myself. I Mm -hmm. said yes to everybody else. And I didn't say yes to myself. And now I suffer at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's great that everybody else, but I, there is this element of when we truly honor ourselves. And this is the, again, one thing that I admire you so much for, and you allowed me and helped me in doing that more for myself is to really honor. Even if, you know, we schedule a meeting and you're not, you're like, I need like, I need an extra 30 minutes and it's, we adjust. And I'm like, I even need to do that for myself. You know, like, yeah, I love it. I think before, like before I became a mom, I always felt like I owed people my time. And I always Mm. felt that people thought, well, she doesn't have kids. So she's got all the time in the world. And it, my time management really suffered. And this is why I didn't thrive in my salon environment as much as I wanted to. Now, looking back, I wish I almost had those like boundaries in place the way I do now back then, because, you know, whether it was like, cause I worked in my home and like, so I don't know people, I guess people knew where I lived. I don't know. I just felt like people knew so much about my personal life that it's like, yeah. well, can you just fit me in for a cut? And I would always be like, yeah, like it was be so rare that I would say no. So then, you know, I just always felt like I owed people my time. I felt like people knew that like when I'd be relaxing and it was like bad or something, it was yeah. just this weird, like such a weird thing. I don't know. It was just really weird. But I'm curious, what would yeah. you do differently now that you are, mm. now that you're a mom? Yeah. And I feel, again, I feel like this is the, the interesting thing about our relationship is I feel like you are the step ahead in this area. And yeah. I'm like, what would you do differently prior? Yeah. Just like with the whole time management piece, what would you do differently? I would, uh, practice saying no Mm. a lot more like i'd be lying if i haven't thought about if you ever have a baby like i'm already like i'm i'm already like gonna hold you accountable to like (laughs) no we're changing everything about how we show up in our business because you need this time like i'm already like I know that. And I'm, I get excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, all the amazing things that we're like doing now are going to set you up to become a mom. Like you're going to be like successful with your time management, right? Obviously yeah. you have to hold yourself accountable, but what, what, what would I do different? Yeah. So I would, I would do just more inner work on like really investigating on why do I feel like I owe people stuff? Yeah. Like, why do I feel like I owe people my time? And I know that part of it is because I have this generator energy. Like my sacral is just, my sacral's going <laughs> when I'm sleeping, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I have, that I'm always wanting to do those specific things, mm-hmm. right? Like I would work on investigating like the, the deep rooted underlying things Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, yeah, practice saying no. And I would scale. Like I would really scale. Like I would hike up my prices. I mean, I've been a hairdresser for a long time and I'm not trying to, you know, sound hot headed, but I've I've mastered, mastered hairstyling. I've mastered like I did a haircut today and like I'm like an 
artist. Like I yeah. am a freaking artist. And like, it was perfection. This haircut was stunning, stunning. And it like just everything, it just like, <laughs> like everything, it just lit up her whole face. Like I just, I have a very detailed eye and like, I don't know how to turn that off. This is a gift that I, I've, a craft that I've just, I've always had in my back pocket. But I, I almost going, like I would charge my worth. Because mm. I think if I charged my worth, even if I worked in my house and didn't have the overhead like salon owners, I don't give a shit. Like I would totally just bust through that limiting belief. Like, well, you work in your house, you need to charge low rates. No, I would have charged way more and like mm -hmm. worked less, work less, yeah. charge more. But I totally missed the boat and that's fine. I worked ridiculous long days and I you teach people how to not treat you but you teach people how to treat you in a sense right so it's like yeah. I undervalued myself so it kept maybe other people undervaluing me until until I had the baby and then people were like oh my god I haven't had my hair cut in six months because I waited for you and in that moment that's when I should have hiked my prices up yeah but I was just so in such a, you know, postpartum fog that, uh, yeah, that's what I would do different. I would increase my prices, say, practice saying no now, if, you, if you're thinking about it, practice <laughs> saying no now. Um, and then I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, yeah, get to the root of, like, what, what the inner voice is. Like, why yeah. do I feel obligated to people? What's that really about, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that about? Is that yeah. really true that people think that I owe them something? You yeah. Know? Like, what is that really? And, and does it make me a bad whatever, fill in the blank, yeah. if you do say no? You know, I, 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 a thousand percent. It's so important for us to question the, the voices and the things that we feel when we feel like we're honoring ourselves. And there is this whole piece around just receiving. And I, and there's this, you know, when we do that for ourselves, that's receiving when we mm -hmm. honor ourselves and we honor our time, this is like when there's this like block and this disconnect of feeling uncomfortable or feeling unworthy to do it. Look at how are you receiving, you know? And mm -hmm. I know this is something for, for you and I too, that we, it feels very big for me. I know that for sure. It just feels so huge and something to really sit with and to really explore where that comes up, where it would have come up too, because mm -hmm. we are, we are constantly, things are being passed down generation to generation. Things are being passed down mm -hmm. and it is not a bad thing. It is no fault of our parents or our grandparents mm -hmm. there is just this is part of it this is lineage you know the lineage is going to con it's continued before us and it's going to continue beyond us and so with the work that we get to do and questioning and sitting with and dismantling the uncomfortable things that come up the things that we feel the things that we believe we get to heal the generations behind us and we're serving the generations beyond us. And it's such mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it feels actually like such an honor to be able to be in this space of awareness, to be able to do this work that doesn't mm -hmm. feel like work. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. That feels like very powerful, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. like to be able to connect to that before a child comes into your world, if that's the path is like really powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think it's it, a gift. Yeah, it is to be able to hold that and actually, and that have meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'm curious to last thing that was coming up and on my mind. Mm -hmm. What's, what's the journey looking like now trusting yourself? How are things differently from before you had Julian and having before having your first child after going through that journey of like, we're not going to have kids and then, okay, we are going to do this thing. And then it happens. And now coming to this phase where again, you thinking that, nope, we're only going to have one. And now it's like, we do want another. And mm -hmm. what, like, what feels different? What is different? What are you doing different? Like, what is that like now? Um, I'm, I'm, so I wrote something down and, uh, okay. The only way out is in. Mm. So the more time we spend inside, like inwards, and it could be meditation, but I know meditation isn't for everybody, but I'm talking like, just be with yourself, like be in your own energy, you know? the more time we spend with ourselves and like actually enjoy our own company, like enjoy like ourselves. Like I'm trying to use, I don't know, think of another word because I know not a lot of people like like being on their own cause then they hear their thoughts and like moving past that, like really just knowing like I am with me for life. Yeah. Like I am with me for life and loving the parts of ourselves that we might not be able to change and mm. doing whatever it takes to become comfortable in our skin. You know, like I remember before I had, before I got pregnant, I was so scared. I was so scared of like not being able to be fit, like the way I, I envisioned fit in my mind, you know, I grew mm -hmm. up dancing and like I had ballet teachers and, you know, like I had a lot of comments being thrown at me about my body, my legs being too muscular and like, just, I was very body aware of my body. And the most beautiful thing happened um, when I was pregnant, it was like, oh my gosh, my body is sacred. Like this is a house. I'm growing a human. Yeah. And I remember when my son was born, we were in the NICU for a week and I, I was in a diaper because <laughs> that's what <laughs> happens after you have a baby. You have to, you have to be in a diaper. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's kind of funny. I took a picture of myself in the mirror and I had this like little pouch and it, the skin was like loose like I mean it was like from holding a 10 pound baby stretched out belly to just loose skin mm -hmm. and I felt such deep love mm. and I was like if this never goes away I don't care yeah I love this tummy so much like inside this skin is like a fucking miracle home that grew a friggin' human yeah. and like, Oh, it was so powerful. And so mm -hmm. what's changed is like loving myself 
believing in myself even when like i left the salon and i was like did i make a fucking mistake like am i gonna like ruin things for my family financially it was like just believing in myself spending time with myself and trusting myself like trusting this my soul and building yeah. a relationship with that and so mm -hmm. that that's what's changed and i'm not saying i didn't have that before i had it but not to the level i have it now like i have it with i have this relationship with like i call it like the wise woman in me like you know maybe that's why i'm like i love my gray hair like i'm just like <laughs> oh the wise woman's coming out like she's coming, she's coming. like i get excited because i'm just like i'm really tapped into that person you know like yeah and just really appreciating aging mm. and appreciating like just the wisdom that you gain from like aging you know yeah and like yeah. just seeing it from that lens of like i'm I'm excited. Like, I don't want to die, but I'm excited about like just all the things that are going to come, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I wrote down the only way out is in. I love that. Yeah. I think there's also this other key piece about building trust is building a relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we can't be afraid to be alone with ourselves. Yeah. We can't be afraid to be in a quiet, room and not have anything like a phone and just have ourselves and our thoughts not even a journal like nothing yeah we can't be afraid of that because it's in the it's in that that we build this it's in that where we build this relationship with ourselves of course everything else supports it mm-hmm and yet there is something that is so beautiful where you're not looking anywhere else except in within to find the answers that you need mm -hmm. that you're like searching everywhere for it mm -hmm. all it's already inside of you it already exists inside of you it's just like it's almost like you know i'm, I'm thinking about like the cacao and you know i was sharing with like how my mentor said like talk to it ask it questions and it's like mm. even that it's like talk to yourself ask yourself questions yeah let your let be amazed by what comes up be amazed mm -hmm. of the the responses that you'll receive mm -hmm. can you trust that you're going to get the responses yeah can you trust that your soul is going to speak right back to you i feel like it's waiting for us to talk our mm -hmm. souls like talk to me talk to me <laughs> oh yeah that like whoa i just got chills like that is it like literally yeah. that is it like it's like we have this physical human body that's just like kind of outward like we're out in the world and then there's like the soul that's like hello i'm deep inside <laughs> like it's like can you connect to me like i i'm the yeah. wise one I'm the wise one inside of you. That's like, mm -hmm. that really knows the way, like really, but we give so much of our power away, you know? And yeah, yeah, we do. We do. And that it's piece. a pattern too. It's a pattern to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and there's a time and place to be in that space of seeking outwards because mm -hmm. when you're in the outward seeking, life is just like mirroring to you what's also within you and what's possible within you right so yeah. the outward seeking is not bad nothing no. is bad nothing is wrong mm -mm. nothing is whatever it's it's more of just 
knowing, okay, I'm speaking. Okay. Now it's time to go in, you know, and then, okay, I'm in, okay. Now I want to, it's kind of like learning and then being the person that teaches it. And then you're learning and then you're, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like this in and out, in and out. Dance. Yeah. The dance. dance. (laughs) Oh, I knew this was going to be so good. So I just appreciate you so, so much for just sharing and being so open and vulnerable because we say it all the time. It takes courage and bravery to be so vulnerable and to even just share like the current of what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I just appreciate that you felt safe and comfortable to be able to share that here too. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for trusting yourself to create this beautiful talk, like this platform for people to speak. This is medicine. Speaking Mm -hmm. out is medicine and it's very healing for ourselves and for others. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. Have an incredible evening. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in. If you're watching the replay, um, again, just coming back to this, like remembering. Just coming back to this remembering of who you truly are. Don't be afraid to speak to your soul. It is waiting for you to talk. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. So next week we are taking a break. It's Thanksgiving here for us. So no episode next week, but we'll resume the week after. Again, Tina, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have an amazing evening. Bye. Bye.